It's a crossover show here on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Locked On Magic giving us the perspective on what they saw from the Celtics and Jason Tatum at an MVP level and previewing the Bulls game with Locked On Bulls and Pat the Designer right now on Locked On Celtics. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can't. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corral is above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Rain and Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast here in the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. And I'm here for you every day with a free, fresh podcast that's available everywhere podcasts exist, also on YouTube. So subscribe wherever you decide to watch or listen to podcasts. I do appreciate you making this your first listen every day. I'm John Corrales, former professional basketball player, now covering the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. I also wrote the book, The Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars. Today, it's a crossover day. First segment, Philip Rossman-Reich of the Locked On Magic podcast, giving us a sense of what he saw from the Celtics. Second and third segments, uh, going to Locked On Bulls, previewing this game on Monday night with Pat, the designer of Locked On Bulls. Today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks. First-time users can get a 100% Instant deposit match with a uh, up, up to $100 with the promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com. Promo code locked on. So, lots of great perspective turning the show over to the other hosts, the other local experts on the Locked On Podcast Network. So, let's kick it off with the Locked On Magic host, Philip Rossman Wright. Philip Rossman Wright, host of Locked On Magic, one of the OGs on the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, we've known each other for a while. I'm so happy to have you back on the podcast. Uh, we we're just chatting, uh, life with Bancaro. Is it as wonderful as I can imagine it for a team that's been looking for a guy like this? Yeah, it's, it's been, it's been really good. Uh, you know, honestly, like from the first quarter, first half of summer league, I was just like, Oh, this, this, this guy can, oh, yeah. can do it. Like, it was just like pretty obvious how good he can be. I, I, now, I didn't think he'd be this good this soon. I always thought he was the most NBA ready of the three top guys. And so I'm not so surprised that he could step right in and do things, but to step right in and do the things that he's doing. And it's just, it's still very clear how much better he's going to be. The magic haven't had a creator like this, probably since T-Mac uh, to be perfectly honest, um, just a creator yeah. as a score since T-Mac and, that was 2004. So that, that tells you how long it's been. Um, all respect to Steve Francis and Vince Carter and Hito Turkoglu and Jameer Nelson. But sure. this this guy feels like he's he's on another level. Uh, you guys had pizza Hito Turkoglu, right? Like yes. He, was the pizza pizza, pizza came after. He was in Toronto when he did the pizza thing. Oh, he did the pizza thing in Toronto? Okay, that's right. We got him uh, after right. again, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so it's been a while. I like your team. I really do like the Orlando Magic. Uh, I've been saying it for a little while that that Franz Wagner, Bancaro, and I know you got some injuries. There's there's a lot that's in flux, but man, I like the way the Orlando Magic are coming along. And so I wanted to get your sense of what you thought of the Celtics. Uh, you gave the Celtics one hell of a run 
the the magic were were right there. They're just so pesky. There was a point there in the fourth quarter. The Celtics had the game up to seven. Marcus Smart took a quick three pointer, and the second he took it, I was like, "Oh, this is going to be bad news," because it was the type of possession where I thought the Celtics could have put the magic away, but these guys just anytime you give them a little breath, they'll take it. I, I compare it to like wrestling WWE. You, you just, it's like that one, two, and then like three count. And they just pull their shoulder up. And you're like, Oh man, <laughs> I thought fault, this match fault. was over. Come on. Uh, but what, what did you see from that game? Yeah. I mean, for, for Boston, what I saw was it was a team that just knows what they're doing. Um, you know, uh, a lot of people made a big, big thing about the magic because they essentially didn't add anyone new. It's the same roster as last year, minus Robin Lopez. Uh, essentially, they added Paolo Bancaro. They Ignis Brzezakis is was a two-way player who's no longer on the team. Everyone else is the same, and so there, there's this level of familiarity to the magic. But the problem is the magic don't have the experience executing at a high level for that familiarity to matter. Um, there was that stretch, I think, in the first quarter, uh, like that when the reserves started coming in, and it was just like. The Celtics get the ball in the paint and the ball just kicks out and it's bam, 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 right to like Sam Hauser, right to Peyton Pritchard yeah. in the corner. They know where each other's going to be. And, and it's, it's just at such a high level, um, you know, at a level that you don't, I think, usually see this early in the season. Like you might expect to see that kind of familiarity and it's probably going to wax and wane throughout the course of the season. It's a long season, but Boston to me, what, what struck me was just how dialed in they were from the very start. Um, just how uh, offensively, at least uh, defense may be another issue, but offensively, they just, they, they know where each other's going to be. They have supreme confidence in each other. They have, con you know, as Shaq likes to say, they have confidence in the others that they're going to deliver for them. Um, you saw that with how Derek White performed, especially in the fourth quarter. Um, and, and then beyond that, Boston's defense is going to tighten up. We know how good they are defensively. So I, I'm not so worried about that, but even when that wasn't working, they found a way to win. And it, it just, it just, you know, as good as Orlando played, and I, and I do think that this was probably the best game Orlando's played all season. Boston made some really tough shots. Their defense is still, you know, coming together too. But as well as Orlando played, it never felt like Boston was sweating it at all. Um, you know, again, maybe they were a little surprised the Magic fought back as much as they did because last year's Magic probably wouldn't have. Mm -hmm. But Boston always felt in control, and it was just a matter of when were they going to step on the neck and finally put the toys toys to rest. Yeah, I and and this is why I wanted to have you on because I know that the Magic are a team that has talent, certainly will play with effort. And you've said it on your podcast. I've heard you say it. I agree with you. The Magic don't know how to win just yet. The Celtics have gone a long way, I think, without knowing how to win. Um and this was a point that was made last week when, when I had uh, Tom Westerholm on. The, the Celtics have had other guys that have helped the winning, but this Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown version has – they struggled at the beginning of last year. Then they had that big stretch where they were just playing with so much effort that they were destroying everybody. But when it came to winning time, they were spotty. So – I think I think your perspective here is very interesting. Seeing a team like Boston go and, and and say, "Oh yeah, well they just it felt like they were going to close this out." 
I've made the comparisons to this team from a year ago that the Miami game, this Orlando game would have felt like two losses a year ago. So like, what is it about watching these guys that made you feel like, is it, it, was it, was it just, well, I don't trust my guys and I kind of know that they're not going to close it out. So I just was waiting for the Celtics to close it out. Or did you see just anything different in this team that made you go, oh, wow, Tatum or Brown or, or, or what? Something is like, okay, this, this is a little bit different than the Celtics I've seen in the past. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think it's it's going to be a little bit of both. Um, I'll, I'll I'll be I'll be the lawyer there and say it it, it depends, <laughs> but um, that's always the answer. Um, like look to me, like from the Magic perspective, um, each one of their three games to this point has come down to literally like two or three possessions, or maybe like a two or three minute stretch, a minute and a half, two minute stretch, where a, a two point deficit gets flipped into a six point deficit, and and there's just not enough time. And and I think there was a stretch. There, like toward the end of the fourth quarter, it was a two, two, maybe three point game. I think Jason Tatum uh, uh, swiped the ball from Paolo Bancaro, or Cole Anthony took a shot that was a little bit rushed. It wasn't the optimal shot. And Boston comes down the floor, and a Jason Tatum was just on. He's just he's he's on another level compared to everyone else right now. It feels mm-hmm. like, um, you know, like if if we were stopping the season today, Jason Tatum's the MVP. Um, and, and I get the sense watching him play and just watching him work through that game and reading what he had to say about guarding ba- Paolo Bancaro after the game. Jason Tatum should be in the MVP conversation. I don't think he's going to go away from that um, if he plays with the focus and intensity and the fire that he's playing with right now. And, and I think that's ultimately the difference is, is there's this there's this calm and composure of knowing what to do. Um, you know, while you were talking about what it takes to win and, and learning how to win, um, I, I got to bring up maybe a sore spot for you here. It kind of reminds me of the, the, the 2010 Magic, the 0910 Magic, when they came yeah. back from, from playing in the finals in 2009. They watched the Lakers celebrate on the court. They made a point to watch them celebrate on the court. And they came back a much more focused team. Like, I, I would argue – the 2010 magic were better than the 09 magic. Um, they obviously mm-hmm. ran into a championship team in the Celtics in 08 and some of their, or the, uh, in, in that, in that Eastern conference finals. And I think some of the magic's flaws in that roster construction, um, especially a, a roster. So centered on Dwight and relying on Vince Carter to do things that, that eventually came to the forefront in that ser- in that series. But that 2010 magic team went 33 and nine over the last, uh, over the last half a season, they swept through the first two rounds of the playoffs they came in with just a, a heightened level of focus and a heightened level of intensity because they had been so close to the mountaintop before uh, and, and and really felt how close they were. And it wasn't like it, they, didn't, they didn't want to be a flash in the pan, obviously. They ran to, a, again, a very good Celtics team. The Celtics were, uh, pro, you know, Celtics probably would have won that series in 09 if Garnett, Garnett were there anyway. But, um, but there's just this intense focus that I think came from that. And it really feels like the Celtics took that lost the finals the right way to, to make yep. themselves better. And, and you're seeing that I think play out with how they, how they played these first three games. Cause again, Miami's a really good team. The, that Philadelphia win was also just extremely impressive to, uh, to, to open that season. I know it's still the first couple weeks of the season. So everything's kind of random right now, but um, it, it definitely feels like Boston just, just they're at another gear that a lot of teams just aren't at yet. Well, I mean, I, I do appreciate getting your perspective on this. Philip Rossman Reich has been on this on this network for quite a quite a long time, as long as I have. So uh, we're we're I don't know 
foundational players. You know, we're the, we're the OGs, man. They, the, they, they, they can't trade. We have no trade clauses. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I love it. Um, great perspective. And everybody, follow Philip Rossman Reich uh, on Twitter. You see it on YouTube, but uh, it's at Philip underscore OMD one L. And follow Locked On Magic podcast because the Magic, I'm telling you, are going to be a fun team to watch. Make them a league pass team. Make Philip one of your listens on the Lockdown Pod Net- Podcast Network. Thank you very much for coming on to the show. No problem. Thanks for having me on, John. Thanks to Philip Rossman Reich for uh, hopping on there for a couple of minutes. Up next, Path of Designer and a preview of the Celtics Bulls matchup. First, we're going to talk about prize picks. Daily fantasy done the right way. Very simple game to play. You pick two to five players and you pick an over under. Are they going to score more or less than the prize picks projection? If you win against the projection, you can get up to 10 times your money on any entry. It's just you, it's just the projection. It's not an opponent, it's not me, it's not computers, it's not nothing. It's you and the over-unders. And it's projections on any sport that you watch. Obviously, we're talking about the NBA. You want to do in the NFL, you want to do MLB, hockey, golf, college sports, women's sports, esports, NASCAR, tennis. I mean, everything you can think of, it's right there at prizepicks.com. And you can make your entries in 60 seconds or less. Super easy, super safe, fast withdrawals, operational in over 30 states and Canada. So download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com, sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Prize Picks gives you $100. Deposit 50, Prize Picks gives you 50. That's with the promo code locked on. Sign up for an instant deposit match and get up to $100. PrizePicks.com or on the PrizePicks app. <laughs> Celtics Bulls on Monday night. We're laughing because this is our second try at this intro, but we're going to make it sound like it's our first try. And let's talk <laughs> Bulls with host of Lockdown Bulls and host of Lockdown NBA on Thursdays, Pat the Designer. Pat, I ask you again. How are you doing? I'm good, man. Uh, basketball season's back in full effect. I'm yep. glad that uh, we don't have to talk about uh, what teams could do, that we can actually see it on the court. That may not always work out the best for every team, but hey, we're here. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, look, Celtics-Bulls, it's always a, it's always a fun time to to face the Bulls. I love, yep. I love Chicago. Chicago is one of my favorite non-Boston cities. Uh, unfortunately, I will not be in Chicago, but the Celtics will be there. And so let's get a let's get a grip on what the Chicago Bulls are so far this season because they're one of those teams, Pat, yeah. that is kind of unsure of what they're capable of being. I know they have the injuries. I know Zach Levine just played his first game. There's no Lonzo. There's there's uh the the difference between the ceiling and the floor is is pretty wide for this team. So yeah. give the Celtics fans who haven't been watching the bull so far this season, a, a quick synopsis of what they've been so far through three games. I mean, I, th- I think you've hit the nail on the head, right? Um, you, you look at their first game versus Miami and I'll looked like, Hey, maybe we 
won't be that bad off without Lonzo Ball after all, right? Mm -hmm. uh, defensively, offensively, he came out. He was aggressive, able to score the bucket, able to knock down a three ball, showing that he had worked on something in the offseason. So it made you feel good about it. And then game two, right? Game two was a little bit of a uh, up and down game, right? Get started off a little slow, fight, fight your way back in. DeMar DeRozan getting the job done for you down the stretch. By the way, he's still amazing. Uh, <laughs> if anybody <laughs> thought that there was a lull coming, he's still pretty good. Um, but I j just excited about, you know, him getting out there. He has a game winning opportunity shot. Doesn't fall two minute report comes out and says he should have gotten three free throws off of the game winning opportunity. Now you're thinking, okay, we could be two and oh right now, but then you play last game, your home opener versus Cleveland, Zach Levine's first game, a back to back game, which the bulls are going to mm -hmm. see plenty of this season, unfortunately. And, uh, you get your head kicked in, in your home opener because it, it just looks like everybody played a game the night before in Washington and then flew back to Chicago, mm -hmm. right? So it's up, it's down. We've literally seen everything from this Bulls team here to start the season. And I mean, honestly, right, if you if you want to get the assessment of what this team is, it's literally what is the supporting cast going to be? Because in three games right now, Nikola Vucevic looks amazing. He looks like he's back. He's finally figured out what his role as a number three is. DeMar DeRozan looks like DeMar DeRozan did last season. He's still out there cooking. Zach Levine came back in his first show of action and looks like, hey, guess what, boys? I'm 100% healthy, and I'm going to prove it right here. But the biggest thing that I think everybody around the NBA will, will question on the Chicago Bulls is what is that supporting cast going to look like? And that's going to be something that's going to have to be huge when we take on the Boston Celtics uh, uh, tomorrow night or tonight. Yeah, the, the, the I think one of the keys to this game, I mean, obviously the Celtics are off to a hot start, but yeah. the Celtics bench has been doing work so far yeah. this, this season, and they've been outscoring. Celtics have been winning the bench battles pretty good with, you know, Malcolm Brogdon leading the way, Grant Williams coming off the bench and, and just shooting lights out, uh, and, you know, others. You just – you mix and match. Noah yeah. Vonley – will come in and, 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 you know, now that Al Horford's going to play in this game, um, how does Chicago combat what the Celtics can do off the bench? Because, look, Celtics have, a, a, so far, starters versus starters, first quarters have been fairly even, you know, yeah. and you can see DeMar, and you can see, uh, let me, let me interrupt myself. Is Zach Levine going to play? Zach Levine is going to play Monday. The, the, the latest news that we've got on him is he's good to go Monday. Uh, the question mark on Zach is going to be mostly this season. How many back-to-backs is he actually going to play yeah. in? Um, and the Bulls, I believe, lead the NBA in back-to-backs this year. So <laughs> shout-out to you, NBA, for setting us up like that. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, he, sh he should be good to go Monday. You should have your full slate of starters for the Chicago Bulls. Okay, so then I, I assume – you know, DeRozan, Levine, Vooch, um, th those those guys are going to be enough to kind of start the game as the Celtics kind of feel their way through it. Yeah, I can see this being 27-24, one way or the other. Yeah, how, yeah. how does the bench, how does the bench, you talk about the depth, how do they handle things against a pretty good Celtics bench? I think the biggest question mark with this Bulls bench is going to be the scoring side of it, right? Because when you look at this bench, the one thing that you know that they're going to provide uh, is defense. I mean, you've got Alex Caruso coming off of the bench, somebody that you guys know, and Javante Green uh, coming off of the bench, and he is a dog defensively, and he's gotten his offensive game a little bit better this season uh, in the first three games. Nothing nothing crazy to write home about yet, but just the fact that he's showing you some offense gets you a little bit excited, and you know he just wants to jump out the gym against yeah. everybody, right? Yes. 
Um, and and the Bulls right now are in a little bit of a flux situation, possibly at what what could be where Patrick Williams would play. He might be a part of this bench unit. He might be working himself out of the rotation real quick. Only played 15 minutes in last game. Had played 11 minutes up to the last four minutes of the game. So we really don't know where that's going to be. Javante could move to the to the starting unit. Patrick Williams could be the starter here, right? Like, there's a lot of question marks around P. Will right now. But I think with the Bulls bench, right, you're going to see Billy Donovan do what he does with every team. There's going to be a lot of staggering of the bench. He's going to uh, try to even out the minutes as much as he can. And it's the one thing that the Bulls have that I think has really shown through this season. The additions of Goran Dragic and Andre Drummond have really proven to be a great add to this Bulls team. Uh, Dragic being able to be a consistent three-point shooter, Drummond being able to go out there and give you not, not just solid play, like really good center play. Like I'm looking at Andre Drummond and I'm like, he could still start on some teams in this NBA. And it's literally just because he can't shoot that he doesn't. Um, but he he's coming out and he's giving you a uh, really good play. And I think that's kind of going to be the focal point of this Bulls bench against the Celtics is, hey, you boys got to come out and you got to give the defense. Drummond's going to give you second chance opportunities as much as he can, but you've got to play better defensively. Um, and you got to get the shots to the fall. I think that's the one part, right, where you're, the Celtics bench can score. Like it's not it's not like uh, um, you're coming out there and you're, you're worried about the Celtic bench going through a two, three minute scoring drought like they can put the ball in the bucket. And I think that's going to be the part where the Celtics bench is probably the most ahead of the Chicago Bulls. The Bulls can combat with defense, but the problem is bringing the ball back the other way. That bench outside of the first game of the season has struggled to score a little bit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm looking at this bench and I'm thinking if. If it's the, the Celtics' biggest weakness right now is size. Yeah. They've they've lacked some size. Um, and and I just wonder how the Celtics are going to combat some of that. Uh I, I've been I've been sitting here like without Robert Williams, we're, we've been trying to go at this piecemeal. Yeah. And I, I I'm just wondering where they put a lot of trust in Luke Cornett. Yeah. Um, which <laughs> former Chicago Bull. <laughs> former Chicago Bull. And yeah, pause for laughter. I get that part. Uh, but he, he look, the Celtics trusted him. The yeah. Celtics saw enough in him where they said in the offseason, no, we're we're kind of good. We're not gonna go and, and make these runs at the Andre Drummond types, the yeah. Dwight Howards and, and those guys. So the uh Cornette's been out uh with the with the ankle injury and then slow working back. He got his first taste against Orlando and got dunked on and looked bad in five minutes. But I wonder if a slower guy uh, might be the matchup where they use Luke Cornett. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if the Celtics try to combat size against yeah. Andre Drummond in the second unit, or if they just say, you know what? Maybe the best thing to do against Chicago in those Andre Drummond minutes is to try to bait him into trying to do too much and saying, you know what? We're gonna throw. We're gonna throw Grant Williams out there on yeah. you, and you're gonna be like mouse in the house, and yeah. and he's strong enough. And and hey, if he scores on a couple of post ups, fine. But if he takes six or seven post ups and only yeah. scores on a couple, now the Celtics are like, yeah, we'll take that trade off because those percentages play in Boston's favor. And I just kind of wonder how you see Drummond because I feel like he can be easily baited into 
saying, oh, I got this matchup. Because I think he's a very high opinion of himself. Yeah. And I think you can sure. be like, okay, he, he's going to see matchups that he thinks are mismatches that Foster are like, mousetrap, here's the cheese. Yeah. There you go, and he's going to take it. I think that's definitely something, at least through three games, right? And, and I, I'll say this, Andre Drummond has played really well for the Chicago Bulls. He's been one of their bench, best bench players. He hasn't done too much very often, um, but there have been at least, I believe, twice this season where he's got the open look at the three-point shot and he's tried it. I, he said he's been working on this three-point shot for four years, so now he's finally getting the chance to unveil it. Maybe we'll it's see not, another one here against the Celtics. I don't it's know. It's not a July or August in the NBA <laughs> if Andre Drummond isn't releasing some sort of three-point shot. You know what I'm video. saying? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> let's let's get it going, man. I love it, but I think, I think the Celtics' biggest advantage towards the Chicago Bulls, even with the improvement that i've seen in uh three games of kobe white is is that guard position though off of the bench right like yeah. you guys have brogdon coming off your bench that's going to be kobe white can't guard him like <laughs> as much as i've seen improvement from kobe white can't guard him and it's, it's not a slight right it just it tells you how good malcolm brogdon is and so mm -hmm. i think the bulls I, this is the thing that i've said about the bulls over on locked on bulls is that the Bulls have really good defenders, but the Bulls have moments where their team defense just doesn't show up together. And so it becomes a very one-on-one mm -hmm. -on -one type of defense game. And those are the moments a lot of times where teams can build up leads. And I think that's what the Bulls have to worry about most in this game because, yeah, Andre Drummond down there, he's going to be able to block some shots if, if Brogdon gets past him, right? But it's going to be, hey – are you are you always going to be on your rotation on time? We've seen moments this season where the Bulls' rotations look like that. And then we see moments this season where it's like, who's guarding the dude in the corner for the fourth <laughs> time in the row? Yeah. So the bench unit, I, I think if your guard play comes out strong in that game, that will be where you more than likely can spread out a lead if there's a lead to be spread, right? Because, I mean, the NBA is a weird place, right? Like, <laughs> like we, I, I was going into the Washington game, and I was like, we should win by 10. We, we lose yeah. on a game-winning shot by DeMar. Like, this could be – the Bulls just lost by 30. This could be a, a game that goes to double overtime because of the talent in the starting lineup. Like, I, I'm, I love these games because it's always the most unexpected game between the Celtics and the Bulls mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in our history. Like our like Bulls Celtics history as a whole. It's like what the, why yeah. why did that just happen? I don't know, but it did, and it was entertaining. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, like the first round was the first round series where Rondo was just killing them, and the 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 secret sauce was starting Gerald Green. None of that. Those are those are actual words that are accurate, <laughs> and now that I say them in retrospect. It feels like a, just a gigantic lie. We, we we talking about the uh, we talking about the the it dominating coming back and uh, yeah, were, yeah, were yeah. We, were we up? We were up. Yeah, two o two o. I think two o three o. Was it three o? No, it wasn't three o. It was two o. Maybe it was two o. It got the three it was one. Rondo got hurt. They started Rondo got Gerald hurt, Green. That was the end. They changed. <laughs> yeah, and then and the Celtics came back and 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 won that one. Oh, some uh, great. <laughs> Uh, well, in, I, I, on the losing end for us most of the time, unfortunately. <laughs> not so great, great not as great on your end. I like uh, the '90s. I like the '90s version of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one question I ask, and I'll I'll wrap this up and let you go. Yeah. Um, uh, one question I always ask when I when I when I'm putting my preview together on Boston Sports Journal is, how do the Celtics win? How do the Bulls win? If the Bulls are going to win this game. How do the Chicago Bulls beat the Boston Celtics on Monday night? Um, 
defense. Defensive rotations have to be on point. Uh, I, I The one thing that we do know, and I think this is the thing just about the modern NBA, and, and you can look at most teams that are kind of in the playoff hunt and say this about them, they're going to score, right? I expect Jason Tatum to be able to score. I expect uh, Jalen Brown to be able to score. Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Nikola Vucevic, all those names that are scores, they're going to be able to score, right? But it comes down to those moments where it gets into crunch time. Whose defensive rotations are going to be the best? And I think that's the one thing with the Bulls where we've seen in crunch time this season in at least two of the three games, right? The third game, there was no crunch time. DeMar DeRozan gets ejected. Uh, you know, it was great. But um, th- those, are the, those are the moments you live for in a blowout, right? Just like somebody cussing a ref out. Like, perfect. <laughs> That's At least make it interesting. At least make yeah. it interesting. Um, but no, in, in crunch time this season, the Bulls have done a pretty good job of getting their defensive rotations together, being able to really make things tough for guys to score, um, making guys take tough shots on the at, from the three-point line, right? Like that's the method to me that causes the Chicago Bulls to be able to win a game because there's moments, I mean, even, even the Cleveland game where we just lost, Cleveland got ridiculously hot. Like, I mean, yeah. at, at one point, I think they were shooting 70% from the three-point line, right? And they were they were contested shots. Mm-hmm. If you keep a hand in somebody's face, the odds usually will play out that your average is going to be your average in those moments. And so I think the Bulls just have to make sure that they're getting contested shots because this is a Celtics team, I'm going to be honest with you. You give them open shots, and they will make you pay not only in the starting lineup, but also from the bench unit. Even Luke Cornett, yes, I said it. Even Luke Cornett, <laughs> if he's left wide open, will be able to drain the three balls. So I think uh-huh. the defense is where the Bulls find their best opportunity to win this game. And the good thing is, right, we have good defenders on this team. It's just a matter of can we get that team defense consistent. Yeah, this is a game where it's I – th- I think going into the season, if, if Lonzo was healthy, it would have been – I think a, a lot more um, interesting for for the Celtics. I, I'm I'm my biggest fear for Boston is that they've won three straight. They went through this tough game against Orlando, and they they see Chicago as one and two, and they say, okay, okay, we're we're just gonna coast our way through this. We've yeah. been, you know, we're good, and and. It's tough. It's tough to win in this league, and it's tough to string four, five, six wins in a row. You don't see a lot of those win streaks yeah. around for a reason. And I, the Bulls are one of those teams where if everything goes right, they could be in that mix for I think five or six. I don't think they're in that top four, but I think five or six if everything goes right. Yeah. But if if things go wrong, the it, Bulls, like I said, a lot of variance here. And I, I just a wonder lot. how the Celtics. I think I, I wonder how the Celtics are going to handle this. I wonder how the Celtics are going to look at this Bulls team, or if they come in and they say, "All right, we we got to make sure that we come out strong." If the Celtics come out and and win the first quarter by twelve, then I feel good because the yeah. second quarters or quarters the Celtics have owned throughout preseason regular season so far, and I think can own against this Bulls bench. So I, I feel good about that lead growing. But if they if they're I also see the Celtics potentially being down. I mean, Tatum scored 104 points over three games. He's due. He's due for like an 0 for six night yeah. from from three at some point. And I just I just hope it's not against 
the Bulls because you just don't want that to happen. Um, I, 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 well, I'm the opposite. I hope that it is against us tonight because that's the one thing that that I think can't happen. Right? I think Jalen Brown's so consistent. I, I love Jalen Brown, and he's just a guy who's like, listen, I'm gonna put up my 25, and we're gonna figure out how the heck the rest of this mm. works. And and for for me, right, it's just is Jason Tatum gonna be regular tonight, or is he gonna be Jason he- Tatum? Yeah, yeah. And that really is the question. I think that's the question with the Celtics season finals run as a team as a yeah. whole, right? I mean, is Jason Tatum going to be a top player in the NBA that's really, really good? Or is he going to be one of the best? Yeah. And that's the difference in that team. That is a difference. And and no one's going to declare an MVP through three games, but but Tatum's playing at an MVP level through cooking right now. Yeah. You know, he's, he's it doesn't make me, doesn't make me feel good to know that uh, DeMar DeRozan's probably going to be guarding the most of the game coming in. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. We'll we'll see how that goes. Pat, the designer does an amazing job at lockdown bulls also on lockdown NBA on Thursdays. So I host on Wednesdays with Jake Madison, Pat hosts on Thursdays with Nick Angstead. So subscribe to both podcasts. Always listen to the other team's podcast, and you're going to have fun listening to Lockdown Bulls. Pat, the designer, man, appreciate you coming on. First time on Lockdown Celtics. I appreciate you coming on, man. Appreciate you for having me on, man. Appreciate you for having me on. Thanks to Phil. Thanks to Pat. Awesome, awesome show. Awesome perspective from these guys. Appreciate those guys. Make sure you're following all these other shows here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. After a Celtics game, you want to hear how the other team is reacting. They'll just give you perspective that you didn't see. That's the beauty of watching basketball. There's so much happening. You don't see it all in the moment. It's good to get the other team's perspective. So whenever the Celtics play, you're following these other shows. They'll give you some good perspective on what happens on the floor from how they see it. So do appreciate those guys. They're awesome. And I do appreciate appreciate you. You are awesome as well. Love you for watching the show. Love you for listening to the show. Love you for making this the first listen every day. And everybody who comes up to me at the garden and says hi and tells me that this is their first listen every day just makes my day. So thank you so, so much. If you're not a listener, if you're not a subscriber at this point, please do hit that button on your phone, on whatever device you're listening to this podcast on. Uh, or on YouTube, ring the bell. Make sure you get notified whenever I drop a new show. Comment in the podcast comments. Make sure you're feeding that algorithm. Love it when people feed that algorithm. And share the podcast. Tell everybody, tell your friends, tell your family that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day.